welcome to another episode of Pro Am Disc Golf. I'm Gavin Goodwin, and I'm Crystal Esbo. I am your amateur, and I'm your professional. And we're back two weeks in a row. So yeah, that's good. Summer travels falling down. Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah, I I'm okay with it. <laughs> uh, mostly because we do the show for free and for fun, and we really appreciate you guys. But yeah. uh, I, you know, if I have the opportunity to go on a trip with my family, I'm going to take that opportunity. So. Yeah, especially that one. Uh, but while I was away, while we were away, um, Chris hosted a tournament or you ran a tournament. Yeah. I had my trilogy challenge. How'd that Um, go? It went awesome. Thank you for coming out. Um, tons of new faces, which did anybody say hi from the show? Like listeners of the show? Yeah, actually there were like three or four people who said, Hey, I love the podcast. So you four are awesome. And we like you too. Ah, I, I really wish I was there just for that reason. Like, yeah, it's surprising everywhere I go. Somebody says I like the podcast. And I think I'm definitely more incognito with that. Cause I, I'm sure I've seen people out playing that uh-huh. listen to the show, but I stand out of a crowd. Well, and you do our social media and I yeah. just, I'm, I'm way more introverted. So I'm happy to not be too. noticed. I just have to have to disc golf socialize. Yeah. Well, also you're, I literally you're incentivized to do that. And, and, and you're also, yeah, you're, you're considerably taller than I am. I'm not <laughs> short, but you're, you're considerably uh-huh. taller. Six, four, uh, six, six, six. That's tall. Yeah. I'm like a meter 98 for those of you who know <laughs> the real go. measurements. I'm 72 inches. I know that. I don't know <laughs> how many meters I am. Um, so did you play at all? Or are you just, you just I just, it? yeah, I just yeah. sat in the office and met people and took scores. Did you, were there any. Did you get enough people to sign up to give away a basket or anything like that? No, not this year. Bummer. Um, yeah. We need 100. We ended up with like 60, 65. Okay. So not not a bad showing Yeah, by any means. And we have like four or five in the Valley this year instead of two. Yeah, there's a lot. So I'm that, actually playing in one tomorrow. We'll get to that. Yeah. So that could be part of the numbers thing, and that's yeah. fine. I just like giving away baskets when I can. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it went well. Yeah. T- tons of new people, which every time I do one of these and I meet that many new people is super cool to me. Because I feel like I get a grasp of our local scene, and then I realize I don't at all, which is super cool. Yeah. Well, and I think we had people show up because of the show, too, that yeah, would have not, maybe not necessarily played, which I think is, is great. Yeah. And, um, the Trilogy Challenge is, I think, a re- again, sorry, Chris is sponsored by Dynamic Discs. I'm not sponsored by anyone. Our show has no affiliation with any disc golf companies or any organizations uh, beyond ourselves or when we get to give you guys a discount code occasionally or something, but... Uh, no one's, I, and I've never been accused of this, but I just want to make sure that we're not a, I am not a shill for, for any trilogy discs. I just happen to like throwing a lot of them, mm-hmm. but I throw Innova, I throw other stuff too. Uh, the two biggest companies. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, You're so hipster. I know. I'm so hipster. <laughs> I whittle my own discs. <laughs> uh, I, so Chris has tattoos. I have zero tattoos, but I thought today I went to back to school night at my kid's school and it's hot. So everybody's in shorts and, um, just noticed how many parents are tattooed. And like, I mean, one mom I saw was, I don't know if you'd call it full sleeves cause you could see patches of skin. Mm-hmm. But when I saw her, I thought she was wearing tights oh. because there were that many tattoos on her legs and then up on her arms nice. and she's wearing, you know, Summer appropriate clothing, so mm-hmm. you know plenty of plenty of skin, ex- plenty of tattoos showing. Uh-huh. And I just thought, if there was like a hipster freak show, like a modern freak show, it'd be like 
the twenty year old girl with no tattoos. Uh huh. The uh huh. The 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 twenty seven year old guy who's never heard of kombucha. So yeah, right. That just got me thinking that hipster freak show would be kind of. I a, definitely had kombucha with dinner. A funny thing, yeah. Well, I think you told me what kombucha was. I'd heard of it before, mm-hmm. but you're the first one that really I asked. Mm-hmm. So, um, way off topic there, but uh, <laughs> so if somebody is wanting to get into running a tournament, do you think a trilogy challenge is a good way to start that off? Maybe the best way. Okay, um, between disc golf scene and the dynamic discs company. They organize it all. It's the websites all work very nicely together. It's pretty much just click, click, click. As long as you can get people to register or have the bank to buy the stuff on your dollar and then sell it. Yeah. So easy. They do almost all of it for you. You just have to show up, take scores, physically be there. And yeah, actually exist. you don't need to, and you, and it's non-sanctioned. You don't need to do the TD certification, yep. right? Correct. So if anybody out there is thinking that they want to run a tournament and don't know how to do that, or if you live in an area that you're trying to get, because we get emails from people sometimes that you know are wanting to try to get a C tier into an A tier or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, or just trying to start a tournament in their community, because mm-hmm. we're, we're pretty lucky. We've got a fairly robust disc golf community here, mm-hmm. um, lots of courses, lots of players, and a very active community that participates and supports, yeah. takes care of the courses, and we've got a lot of tournaments, but... Um, there's a lot of places that don't, and this is probably a really, really easy way mm-hmm. to get that going. And I don't think it's too late to start one, yeah, right? No, they run through September. So you've yeah. got probably about another month before these discs go on sale retail. Yeah. Um, so still time if you want to do it this year, if not hop on it next year, they yeah. run May to September, super easy. And if you feel like trying an event to run, this is the best way to start. And then you kind of get the foundations and you can step up into sanctioned events well it's a really good way to get people into the like to get people to try the sport that i've never tried it before yeah. either yeah um i'm thinking too if i i work for myself but if i um i you know, i used to be in hr but if i was an hr at like a mid-sized to large corporation and i wanted to do like a team building event this might be a really kind of fun mm-hmm. way to do that yeah disc golf is jumping into a lot of corporate games well and and everybody gets a set of discs for 35 bucks and a t-shirt and they feel like they've got something that they mm-hmm. can walk away with and if you're doing it at a company, you might even get that subsidized by the company. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah. I think it's like 60 or $65 worth of stuff for 35 bucks. Well, it's three like really good quality yeah. discs. Two uh, premiums. Chris brought my discs actually a today because I wasn't yeah. at the tournament. A prime burst. Um, yeah, two Lucid. Well, Lucid and then uh, whatever the top end plastic yeah, is. For, both premium. Yeah, and then a... Uh, prime burst. Prime burst. Which are putter, which is what I... I like putting with a softer disc anyway. Mm-hmm. So... And these discs are really good looking. Um, and I'm actually excited to play them. So, but tomorrow, there's, speaking of Trilogy Challenge, there's so many. I'm playing in one tomorrow, which is Friday the 17th. 17th, which as is. As we're recording. Yeah, four days ago. When you um, this. Yeah. And uh, we just sent out a giveaway. So Insta. Whoever, uh, yeah, on Instagram. So follow us on Instagram. Um, and when this is released, we'll have a couple more days to try to, or maybe just a few more hours, actually. To try to, right. about 24 hours yep. or so, to put in a guess. If you guess who closest to my score, to do it Price is Right rules or just closest straight up? Price is Right. Can't go over. Okay. Closest to my score without going over, and it's 20 or 21 holes. I'm guessing they'll play 21. I haven't looked. Okay. And it's at Creekside, which uh, we'll talk about, but you guys can look at that course pretty soon, but probably an easier layout that we're going to talk about. Uh, and uh, closest to my score wins. 
So yeah, and it's a it's a sweet pack of stuff. It's what Colleen left us when she yeah, was up and on the podcast. I don't even know what's all in there, but a bunch of discs, some hats, I think some apparel, some a bunch of stickers. Yeah, just pretty, tons of swag. Pretty loaded swag pack. It honestly retails probably close to a hundred bucks or more. Probably there's yeah. like four discs in there, it's, and it's a big big lot of stuff. Yeah, so like it's you want to win. Yeah, you do want to win. So uh, and we'll get we'll ship it out to you free for nothing. So yep. We got Unless you, you want to, you know, pay, give me some money to pay for shipping. <laughs> if you really insist on paying your own shipping, we'll, uh, we'll talk. You, yeah, you can you can Venmo me. Um, but I'm glad the tournament went well. I I didn't get to play, but I yeah. w- went to Hawaii instead, so that was okay. Yeah, I mean, coin toss. But we talked about that last week on our scuba diving episode. <laughs> I think that's our second scuba. Yeah, I the second time we've touched on it, and I noticed you trimmed your your beard and mustache. Is that for scuba? It. In well, halfway. Okay. I'll give half credit to Scuba. I'll give the other half to coaching high school volleyball. Susan has started. To look presentable. I had to meet parents of the fifteen-year-old, fourteen-year-old girls I'm coaching, and didn't want to look homeless. Yeah. No, trimmed up is so, a is a better look for that. Yeah. Yeah. Split uh, purpose. Good call. Yeah. All right. So we had a big tournament here in Salt Lake mm-hmm. recently, just last weekend, as a recording, right? Yeah. I guess, or it spans two weekends. Am we for one week and then yep. the pros next so week. Am was two weeks ago. Pros was this weekend. And did you play? I played pro weekend. Okay. Um. Because I know you were on the fence about that with your knee. Yeah, so I, quick backstory, hurt both of my knees playing grass volleyball because I have too many hobbies and I can't get myself to stop. And um, you thought grass was the softest sand, right? Yeah, and it's not. No. No. So hurt both my knees. The Friday before the tournament, I was actually at the course trying to throw for the first time in a month, and it hurt a lot. So I was going to drop, but it wasn't full, so I decided to play anyway instead of just donating my money. And I was okay. It was the hardest I've ever had hardest time i've ever had throwing like i've not missed lines by that much in five years this was just this weekend mm-hmm. yeah but you also i mean did you even get a practice round in, in the last no. couple of weeks no yeah so, so this was not a month of not playing both my knees hurt so my timing was just awful and this is the third probably biggest tournament in the state fourth yeah second or third is it a b tier a tier uh, i think it was a b tier for pros okay um but it's it's one of our big local ones. Everybody wants it. Yeah, and they were out filming it, right? Uh, I don't think so this year. I thought you said there was some footage. Ooh. Some coverage. I thought you said no, that. No, we um, coverage of Ledgestone. Oh, never mind. Similar sorry. topic. So, okay, sorry. Um, but the event, for the first time in a while, we the layout was not birdie or die. So Am Weekend, they played like 23 holes. And every hole was birdieable, like pretty good. The kid who won Levi shot like 30 down or something over three rounds of 20 holes. So solid golf, yeah, 50% birdie. Now, this is more for me Mm because I'm familiar with this course. Were they in the traditional pin placements or easier pin placements? For Am Weekend, yes. Just it was just just, just how it's short, set up, shortish layout, and it's a very much traditional park course, like mm-hmm. in and out of the trees, over mm-hmm. some water. It's it's a straight up park course. Mm-hmm. So and then Pro Weekend was about as opposite as you could be. Okay, there were like three holes that you step up to and say, "I should do this," and the rest were either a really good shot's going to leave me a forty footer, or how do I get close to that basket? Because pin placements were so they tricky, were just or pushed, OB was what. Um, baskets were pushed fifty to hundred feet from normal pin spots. Do they put in new sleeves or what do nope. they do? Some temps and okay. some kind of shared sleeves. Oh, okay. Some combo holes, some safari golf. Wow. Really, really difficult to score on course. So in the sense of making it challenging for pros, 
check the box. Like it did that in the sense of score separation. I don't think it did as much. Um, I got to give props to Kessler Martin um, ended up winning the event and I credit it entirely to his second round. Um, first and third were on pace with everybody else. Um, but his second round was like eight down or nine down or something. Wow. And in that layout is just, I mean, he had the hot round by like five strokes. So had it ever been set up in this layout before that you're I've never seen it. We played a bunch of holes I've never seen. Um, but to, to score on that course, you have to throw really good shots, get a little bit lucky and then make big putts. Now I'm guessing it's more accuracy, right? Cause it's not a big course. Yeah. No, it, there was like one 400 foot shot. Yeah. So it's, it's all accuracy and getting through some tree gaps that might not even exist and then making the putts that you get. Now, did they set up like funky mandos or OBs or not really? Um, one Island hole, which yeah, personally out of I, 21 holes, I hate Island holes, but it was fine. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of it kind of brings me to the topic of what is the correct way to make courses difficult. Um, and I know post Ledgestone that was also this last weekend. Um, if you've watched any of the MPO coverage, anybody, um, it's a different kind of difficult. There are some wooded holes. There are some wide open holes with ropes making it very tight. There's that island bridge hole. So there's all these ways that you can add strokes to people, and I'm kind of up for the discussion of what's the best way to do it for pros. Cause I hate, I hate open fields with ropes and I hate yeah. overly wooded holes where a good shot that misses by an inch kicks to Timbuktu and somebody that misses by five or 10 feet finds this backup gap and gets through and gets rewarded. So I, I mean, it's a big discussion. There are a lot of people working on it. We, we don't have disc golf courses that are you know, $20 million plots of land that are cleared and built for disc golf. Yeah, I was going to ask that because I don't follow PGA at all. Mm-hmm. Once I stopped playing Tiger Woods PGA tour. Yeah. I, I stopped I, that game in 2001. Uh, I think I played a little longer than that. That's a really good game, by the way. Yeah. I, I think I got one of the Rory McIlroy ones. Oh, nice. like Xbox live, but I've never played it. I just need Way to play newer it because I love PGA tour. That was a great game. I don't know my iPhone. It yeah. They're awesome. fun. Um, plug for PGA tour. Uh, <laughs> There's a disc golf game on my iPhone too. That yeah, I found un- Unchained? Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there are a couple now. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but uh, so I, I just don't know. But are they, when a, when a tournament comes through a golf course, and I'm not talking like Masters, like Augusta or mm-hmm. something like that, or, or Pebble Beach, that's, you know, a champion level course. But, uh, you know, a PGA Tour course, something equivalent to a B tier or, 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 you know, an A tier mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, are they putting in like tighter fairways? Are they putting in ropes and extra OB or anything? I know there's no such thing as like an island hole, but unless yeah. it's literally, literally an like hole. 17 of sawgrass. Yeah. Um, or Coeur d'Alene, the, the floating green. I don't think so. I think they just play the course and they shoot good scores. I think that's what it is too, right? Like if it's, never, if it's OB for an amateur playing on the course, yeah. then it's OB for them. I've never seen them mow tighter fairways or... And, and they it, may, but the, it's the not. only thing they can do is like pat down a green and speed up a green, sure, or dry it out. Whatever they do to a green to make it harder. Yeah, but I think other than the courses that are designed to be very difficult, people just play well. And I guess that's kind of where I am with it. Is I don't. It seems that again, I am the am on this show, and this course that we're talking about, I have. I think I've birdied two holes maybe at that course <laughs> and i've gotten a lot of double bogeys and triple bogeys on that course yeah um but 
I say it's a pretty challenging course as it is just in the conventional, like regular layout. Um, There's guys that are shooting 10, 12 under pretty regularly, probably like just in our local community Mm -hmm. here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And that's a good score. Mm -hmm. It's a good score on any, any course probably, you know, most courses at least. Um, But what's wrong with that? Why do we need to make it, try to make it harder? Why can't, you know, if, if 17 under is, is where the top guys are, are dancing around that number mm-hmm. between 16 and 17 under. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're just playing lights out golf. Mm-hmm. I, so I, I, I don't quite understand making it challenging for the sake of making it challenging. Um, it doesn't seem like it's again, everybody puts on the tournament. I support it's great. I, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have no interest in doing this myself. So Super appreciative for the people that are doing this, and it's a big deal. It's a big tournament, and it gets a lot of support, and it's great for the community. It keeps that course in excellent shape because it gets cleaned up every year, and mm-hmm. it's a great course. Um, but I, I don't understand. I, I can understand adding courses or adding holes maybe just mm-hmm. to, to get a little bit more distance, I guess. I, I, or I don't know that I really do. Like. In PGA, you're not playing a 21-hole course. You're playing an 18-hole course. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you go, it's an 18-hole course. And so unless you need to add holes to get to 18, I just don't totally understand why, I guess, is, is mm-hmm. where it is. I, now, playing an extra three holes is fun, and I'm happy to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and if I played golf more you know, enough, that I would probably enjoy playing 20 holes instead of 18 because it's more golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. I guess I'm just... I, th- I don't think know. The, I think the challenge is <coughs> score separation. You want to make sure the better players finish higher. And if the course is too easy, then anybody can score well. And if the course is too hard, too many trees, too much OB, too much, too many unfortunate things can happen to stroke the wrong people. So I think the goal is a course that requires precision I think a lot of the holes at Ledgestone are good. I think they require very technical shots, very well placed, um, which Nate Sexton is very good at. So it shows any event that he does well in. It's a technical course. Is a pretty technical course because he's a very safe, I hesitate to say safe, very technical, consistent golfer. He's a precise player. Precise player. That's perfect. Thank you. Um, but how? what is the right way... To make things difficult. Well, yeah, and we, last week we talked about me playing Goat Hill, which is just throw it far, mm-hmm. throw it far, throw it far, or put it in. And you, I mean, you watch any coverage of Eagle, Simon, Macbeth, Garrett, Drew playing a ball golf course? It doesn't look hard. They throw it a mile. They yeah. throw it a mile. They make their putt. Yeah. Is that good for the sport? I mean, I don't know. But that's definitely going to separate the the big arms from the people who don't. Mm-hmm. But is that separating better players? Is throwing far? The only skill. Yeah, and so I, I mean, guess that's that. But I guess that's the benefit of a tour mm-hmm. that goes around and plays different courses and challenges different things. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that you need to rig something. I guess maybe. But I don't you, know. But you can almost tell before an event who's going to do well. Fair enough. Like if you're going to a long ball golf course, you know you're going to pick up the eagle and Drew and Simon, the big arms and Garrett. Yep. And then you go to a super wooded course, you're going to pick up the. MJ's, the Sexton's, the Conrad, like all these more, I can hit these lines, I can shape these shots. 
I mean, how do we know who's the best golfer? Yeah. We don't have a, a consistent way of difficult. So I guess, but I guess that's the benefit of the tournament though, is it all just kind of shakes out over the season, mm -hmm. you know, who's playing more consistently unless, you know, it's, you know, 70, 30 wooded versus open or, or something yeah. like that. Like if it's just not an equal enough split and that's, I, so I, I have zero interest in trying to run that tour. Yeah. Oh, I know. And it, I think, I think the sport is too young to establish like a style kind of like kind of back to the target discussion of one style of putt does better on one target. Yeah. One style of play does better on one type of course. So, I mean, in the, at, as it is now, I feel like we have a few people who dominate each type of course. And is, is that good? I don't know. I think that's just kind of the nature of any outdoor, um, sport that's played in an, in a natural environment. Um, skiing's, you know, ski racing yeah, is very much the same way. Like, are you used to skiing steep? Are you used to skiing at altitude? Are you used to skiing, um, you know, all sorts of things, even, even though it's even a slalom course. And um, yeah. And, and it's a slalom course at, you know, their slalom courses are all fairly similar. Like there's, you know, uh -huh. there's, they set up as they're supposed to be as, as, uh, close as they can be, you know, like they, there's, but it's all on a different mountain. Like the, mm -hmm. the gates are set up in a certain pattern and, and set up at a certain distance from one another and things. Um, and it's the same for everybody that's running the course at that time, but the pitch is different because the slope is different and the altitude's different and the aspect's different and because where is it facing time of the day. mountain time of day? Yeah. So, um, you know, and it's like, uh, if you're going to be great at tennis, you've got to play good on clay, mm -hmm. hard grass, what have you. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to be great at basketball, you've got to learn how to play on a hard court on a standard hoop. That's. Mm -hmm every high school gym that has a modicum of funding has mm -hmm. that, like you can practice that. Um, but so, and it's a fairly controlled environment. Yeah. Hockey, so the indoor fairly outdoor. controlled environment, unless you're playing outdoor hockey, like pond hockey, that's a different thing that's too. Awesome. But, um, so, so I guess the discussion yeah. is it's an outdoor sport conditions change. Let's just let course variability tie into the outdoor aspect. That's kind of where I am is, is the courses, Creekside is a is a park style course. Mm -hmm. Now, setting everything in the far or more challenging, whatever the more challenging pin position is for that hole, I'm fine with for FPO MPO. Um, and uh, without knowing much, I kind of feel like why not let him play the same course? But that's a, that's something we've discussed otherwise. But mm -hmm. I let FPO decide what they want to do. Yeah, that that's really where I am with it because I, I don't that's know. Fair. Um, but uh. I, I don't know that you need to purposefully make it more challenging. I mean, if, if there's the type of thing that everybody that's, that's playing MPO can do a big tomahawk shot and just, you know, drop it over the trees and in, and they've got a, a workaround that nobody else can. Okay. Put in a Mando mm -hmm. maybe, you know, but, and, and all the AMs are going to have to play through the woods anyway, mm -hmm. you know, cause they might not have that tomahawk. Uh, but other than that, it's, you're playing a, a park style course. You're playing an open course. You're playing a wooded course. You're playing a mountain course. That's mm -hmm. what you're playing. And so adjust to, to what that is, but I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a big topic and it's, yeah. it's not a, we'll just do this and it's fixed. But I think what you said that the sport's so young is a big part of that because it's not, and I, I'm not positive, but I think the tour is evolving constantly. Like new events yeah. are getting added and Absolutely. events are getting dropped. And so they're different courses. They're certainly, and they're laying out the courses differently all, all the time every year. 
which that's the that's the real tricky they're part. changing holes they're taking feedback from players they're trying to, yeah trying to improve it and and that's good until you get to the well and i i don't think a golf course uh like to compare it back to pga they can't really you know they can move where the cup is in the green but the green's established yeah. they're not going to switch the green around the holes are the holes mm-hmm. um we have more flexibility. We can do safari holes. We can, you know, we have these portable baskets we can move around. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that is, that flexibility is working against us as far as, um, I don't know, like really being establishing who, you know, mm-hmm. like kind of establishing tradition because I mean, you can, you can set up some real mini golf style holes mm-hmm. by, you know, okay. It's the, there's a portable basket 1,100 feet away, and you got to go mando around the porta potties, yep. and then you 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 know the drop zone is the water fountain to the slide. Yep. You know because we play in some weird spots too. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you watch footage and you're like, oh yeah, there's people having a picnic right behind them, or yep, or there's an Eric Oakley in the pond. <laughs> That's just great. Those are really funny. Uh, if you have, if you're not don't know what Chris is talking about. Uh, there's a meme of Eric. Eric went swimming at Ledgestone. Yeah. And somebody <coughs> made a sticker or screen capture of Eric in the pond awkwardly as people played by. And it is now the meme of all memes. It yeah. is in every picture that has water. It is. He's like some, I saw somebody called him Aquaman. Oh, like Aquaman, but Eric's <laughs> face. It's everywhere. So if you haven't seen it yet, check it out. Some yeah. of them are really good. And I didn't know about this until Chris showed me tonight. So uh, if you find some good ones, send it to us. Yes, Post on the please. Facebook page or whatever. But Tag us. they were really making me laugh. The Camp Crystal Lake one I think I liked a lot. And the <laughs> Loch Ness Monster one was very good also. Yeah. Uh, so keep them coming. Yeah. Or tag us in good ones. So, But also, uh, let us know what you think about this. Like, I want I want your thoughts. I cause do. Because on, on the AM side, they don't usually... Now, safety's sake, I understand putting in extra mandos. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, some of our holes are, are going against each other, and you're in the fairways you can't bleed into another. I get that, but just making it hard for the sake of making it hard, um, that doesn't seem to me. That seems against really. But you should. I mean, at the pro level, you should be rewarding better shots. I I get that, but when it gets but, down to like what's a lucky shot versus a better shot, that's my that's where I am. Yeah, is I hate seeing misses rewarded and good shots, you know, miss by a yeah. tiny amount and get. If you're setting punished. up a tiny island for the sake of setting up a tiny island, um, that's not that's not what disc golf. That's not golf. That's mm-hmm. that's trying to. That's a different thing. That's that's like saying the guy who wins the home run derby should be MVP. And yeah. MLB, like yeah, he's like, really good at that one skill, yep. you know, or winning the slam dunk contest makes you MVP for the year. Y- you might be Michael Jordan and win the slam dunk contest and be MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's most guys who, who win the dunk contest when, when they have it uh, are not MVPs. They're really good at dunking mm-hmm. and they can do a flashy dunk and they're great basketball players. They're in the league. They're, they're mm-hmm. some of the best in the world, but they're good at that one thing. Yeah. And designing courses for people that are good at that one thing, it, to me, it doesn't seem quite like, I don't know. It, Let people yeah. play. Yeah. And I think, I don't know. I'm, I think it's interesting, and maybe this is because I constantly end up in trouble, 
But I think it's super interesting when someone can get out of trouble yeah, without having to take a stroke and, and, mm-hmm. and be there. But if you shank a shot, I, I, I'm not a fan of, well, I think one of our early episodes was called Excessive OB. I'm not a fan of that. I yeah. think it's really cool if, well, crap, I'm, I'm in mm-hmm. a bad spot here. And I, I like to see that. Like, can you get out or are mm-hmm. you going to end up with the same score anyway because you shank your next shot and so you might as well be stroked Yeah. Um, versus like, okay, I got stroked, so let me now take my meter into the fairway and then I've got a cleaner shot. Mm-hmm. To Not always. You know, if it's a dog leg or something, it, it, could, it could, you know, you could be much worse off. But um, I don't know. I, that's some of my favorite stuff yeah. to play is when I, people come out of trouble. I and love natural OB and scrambling. Yeah. Like stuff like AJ Risley's left-handed flick rollers. How many people do that? Yeah. None. Well, but I if think, you put in a rope instead of natural OB, he doesn't get to use that talent or shot that he has that nobody else does. To that's his also advantage. exciting to watch. Like every time he does it, I freak out. Like, why, why are you throwing left-handed roller? No. Oh, oh, okay. It's good. Wow. That's cool. I don't think I've ever seen it, but that sounds cool. Yeah. Every time he does it, I cringe and then it's usually good. Yeah. Like, Oh, okay. Well, and, uh, Paul's 18 under round. Yeah. I, I watched it. Uh, there were some shots that, <laughs> that I've been to tournaments that they would have been OB because they weren't great shots, but he recovered and, and had, you know, amazing out of trouble shots and, and, and part, but I've seen somewhere they would have made the fairway so tight around the pin for the sake of making it hard. Mm-hmm. And then he would have been 15 under, you know, even if he hit one of one or two of those versus 18 under, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, and that's the type of thing that everybody, that's good for the sport. Yeah, <laughs> those are the things that are good for the entire sport and the entire community are those amazing feats that you say that'll never be done again. And then one day it is. Yeah. And that course is not a pitch and putt. No. That's a very, very impressive 18 day. Yeah. That's a technical course. That's not like, yeah, no, that's, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a champion level course and it should be. Yeah, absolutely. Which is probably why they didn't need any or f- didn't feel the need for any more excessive OBs. But yeah. So, so yeah, let us know what you guys thoughts. think. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in that because I hadn't really considered this, but I don't know. That's where I am is just let the course play the course as the course mm-hmm. and set up things for safety if you need to. If there's something that you need, some mandos are beneficial. Some mandos are not. I think they're just there to psych you out. Mm-hmm. Um, but so use mandos appropriately, I guess. But play the course. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's some excellent courses out here. Uh, you know, uh, that whatever it was, I played up in Spearfish, South Dakota. Yeah. I don't know if they do. Like, I doubt it's on the tour because it's so remote, but it should be. That's an amazing course. Mm-hmm. And it's, there's no reason to make that course more challenging than it is mm-hmm. because the terrain is incredible. And, you know, just sometimes that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. Some courses are, I don't know, maybe you need to make it a little bit tighter, make it a little more challenging, but I don't know. I don't think you do. I yeah. think that's just an easy course and you're going to have high scores and it gets balanced out over the course of the tournament mm-hmm. or the tour. I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe that's the title of these episodes. I don't know. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've got, we got an email. Um, I'm oh, going to yeah. read it real quick. Okay. And Chris responded to this and answered it. Uh, it's from Hunter, listener, fan, uh, friend of the show. And uh, I thought maybe somebody else has got this too, so we'll read it on the air also. So Hunter says, so I've noticed something in my game, and I'm curious if it's common with others. Misspelled common, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> when I grab a disc, 
it's always in the same spot. I'm just giving you a hard time, Hunter. I don't care if you misspell stuff. Uh, it's always in the same spot. Every driver, mid-range and putter I throw, I will always hold and say the one o'clock position with a stamp on the disc being straight left to right, red if I hold it out in front of me. Is this just a me thing? So I think what he's saying is like he holds the disc. Yep. Yeah. Just okay. like that. All right. So, yeah. Um, and uh, that that's his question. So what did you say, Chris? Um, I said I don't think it's uncommon. Um, I know... Eric Oakley used to do it. Um, I do it with my putter. I like consistency. And I think, especially mentally, it's a very efficient way to boost your confidence because it's the same way you always hold it. You know, subconsciously you're thinking you're going to get the same result you always get. So I think it's probably a good thing, um, especially if it makes you more comfortable. Anything that makes you comfortable and confident is a good thing. That's exactly where I am with it. Like, uh, there's no detriment to it that I can see uh, maybe your disc is going to wear more yeah. like in that spot a little bit differently, but just deal with that if that's the case. And yep. uh, over the lifetime of disc, it's probably nominal what, what your finger's doing to the right. And the only, the only detriment I see is if you like taco it on a tree or something and then where you hold it doesn't feel the same. Yeah. And then that's if I, that's, that's the case, then maybe you need to bag that, put that disc in your practice bag and yeah, that's all I can else. think but, of. Um, but yeah, I think do what works for you. If it feels good, do it. And, if you've got a routine and that's part of your routine, great. Anything that helps you feel like, hey, I'm, I'm, I know this, I've got this. Um, when he said that, I never even thought about that, but I'm actually surprised that I don't do that because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not OCD, but I have little tendencies of it. I think where I like things lined up mm-hmm. and um, being a parent though has definitely knocked a whole lot of that out of me because <laughs> uh, you just can't. Like I, I came around into the kitchen today and my two year old had. Uh, there was just a huge puddle of milk and he had a bowl and he was trying to pour milk into the bowl so he could get some cereal for himself and didn't quite understand how that worked. So, uh, yeah, you, you just toddlers, uh, if, if you don't have like clinical OCD, that's, that's, uh, diagnosed, if you just are particular Uh toddlers will cure you that pretty quick. And I'm glad they did because, uh, it's easier to not be so particular, (laughs) but, um, I will say that, um, I don't always hold the discs the same way, like in the same place, but especially with forehands, I don't like my thumb on a stamp. So every disc I will... That's just personal preference? You don't like the feel of the stamp under your thumb? Yep. Or, or even if it's a die. Like okay. I have a couple dyed ones that with no stamp, and I don't like being on the die. Don't know why. Yeah, because that doesn't really if I If I have to re-grip, like if I'm, I hold it in the right spot, if I have to re-grip, I spin it until I'm off the stamp or off the die again. Huh. Don't know why. I just do it too. Just your preference. Yep. All right. So you're not alone. There you go. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Yeah. Um, we appreciate you very much. Follow us on Instagram so you can uh, be part of that uh, giveaway. Yeah, it's only have, on Instagram. If you haven't seen it yet, you have 24 hours. Yeah. And it's only on Instagram. Uh, it's not on our Facebook page. So you got to follow us both places. And uh, anything else, Chris? Uh, that's all I got. Yeah. Well, until next time, keep throwing plastic. Cheers. Cheers.